Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Welcome back to another edition of Smart Simple Wealth. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Carrie Qureshi, estate and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law Firm, serving you throughout Arkansas, Tennessee, and uh, in Texas. You might notice there's a new state in that name, uh, in that delivery. Uh, Tennessee, new spot for you, Carrie. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we actually... Um you know, over the past couple of years of being in Arkansas, we had had quite a few clients um, from the Memphis, Tennessee area, um, you know, reach out and not having the, the law license to practice there kind of limited us. Um, and so we were super excited. I actually was um, sworn in by Zoom last week. Oh, that's week. cool. Um, so sort of something new. Um, obviously, with the COVID pandemic, um, we couldn't do the swearing in ceremony in person. Um, we did it by Zoom. Um, which was really cool, and we're super excited to be able to help people in Tennessee now. That's awesome. So, yep, if you're in Arkansas, Tennessee, or Texas, of course, you can always reach out to Carrie and the team for any help organizing and uh, integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. Uh, just go to CoratiLaw.com, and we'll put other contact info for you in the description of today's show to make it easy to find. Speaking of today's show, we've got some great things to talk about. We're going to discuss the financial commandments that you should follow in your investing and financial life. We've also got a good question on tap from David. Uh, David's father-in-law passed away recently and left some unexpected money behind, so has some questions about how to navigate those waters, uh, all that. And we're going to find out what habit drives Carrie crazy. All that and more straight ahead on today's show. But as we often do, we'll kick things off with a quote of the month. This one's from Abe Lemons. Abe said, the trouble with retirement is that you never get a day off, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is very, very true. Um, you know, I guess if you love what you're doing in retirement, that's not a problem. But it, it is important if you don't get a day off, you know, obviously, uh, you got to be able to pay for retirement. And so hopefully some of our um, tips here on the podcast can help clients that are in retirement. That's very true. You better make a plan for retirement because you're never going to get a day off from it. So make sure that you are going to be doing something that you enjoy, like, and uh, you know brings you joy. That's great. So good way to start off our show this week. All right, let's hop into the five financial commandments. These are going to be written if we were putting your financial plan on a stone tablet. These would be the financial commandments listed up at the top. Uh, we'll see if Carrie agrees with these or not. Uh, first one, thou shalt not compare your investments to the stock market without proper context. That is a huge, huge commandment. I'm a great one to start with. You know, for a lot of our clients, they may be invested more conservatively than the S&P index. And so usually that's on the news. You know, the S&P is up 15%. Um, and then they go and look at their portfolio when they're only up 7% or 8%, you know, and they don't really understand why. Well, it's because they're not taking as much risk as the S&P. And so when the S&P goes down 30%, they're not going down 30%, which is what we want. You know, um, we don't want them to have as big of a fluctuation of volatility, the ups and downs. And so it's really important to put, um, you know, those investment returns into um, context when you're trying to actually compare them, make sure you're comparing apples to apples. That's a great point. And I think that's an important one, too, to have that additional piece in there without proper context. That's really the important element of that comparison. Uh, number two, thou shalt not give up before your strategy has enough time to play out. Yes. You know, we see, you know, some people, you know, they just, they, they, they panic um, too soon and they let their emotions get the best of them, whether that emotion is fear or whether it's greed, you know, and it causes them to make some bad decisions. And so it's really important that if you have a defined 
strategy, an investment strategy, you have to give it enough time to play out because that strategy is designed for long-term investing. And so they've already built in the ups and downs of that portfolio that's, that's taken into account. Um, and so just don't, don't panic too soon and, and make a bad emotional decision. That's a great point, too. I know that uh, I can be guilty of that, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, whenever I do like a new investment, you know, um, you then it goes down the very next day or even that day. And you're like, oh, no, I, I, I made a bad decision. I got I'm panicking now. I want to get out of it. Right. Um, it's one thing when you're doing that with, let's say, fun money. And a totally different thing if it's your retirement life that you're now letting those emotions grab you and rip you around all over the place. So if you you develop a strategy and it's on a timeline, let the timeline play out. Uh, Really, really important. Uh, Another great financial commandment here, thou shalt not chase big returns too late in life. Right. You know, if you're in your 50s or 60s and you're, you know, near or in retirement, you know, it's probably not the best decision to try to achieve some of those same investment returns that you would have been chasing after in your earlier careers, maybe say when you're in your 30s and 40s, because you just don't have a long enough timeline to justify the risk. And what I mean by that is, if you're in your 30s and 40s, you know, if you have um, a big market drop, say like what we experienced in 2008 and 2009, it took a long time for your portfolio to come back to where it was. And if you're in your earning years, you you have time, you can wait it out. But if you're needing money and you're pulling money off that portfolio every year in retirement, then you're going to take a much bigger hit. And so for most of our retirees, you know, it's just, it's not a good decision to take on too much risk. Yeah, that's hugely important. And you're not saying don't take on any risk at all. Just don't take on a bunch of risk late in life. That's important. Right. Yeah, I mean, we don't want you to hide it under your mattress either or put it all in CDs because you're not going to keep up with the cost of inflation. Um, and that's, that's just as bad as taking on too much risk sometimes. Yeah, yeah, another great point. All right, number four, financial commandment number four, thou shalt not ignore costs and fees. Right, right. You know, we, we know that investing um, isn't free, but it's very obvious that the amount that you pay is going to vary. And so a lot of investors, they overlook those costs and they're just really focused just on the fees and or not the fees, the, the performance, the rate of return. And so you really, again, you have to put that into context. What is the rate of return, but what is my expenses? And then what does that net return look like? Because it's not just about the lowest cost provider. If you choose the lowest cost provider, it still may not be a good rate of return. And so we have to look at the rate of return. We have to look at the fees. And then we have to look at what is the bottom line. Um, and so we're looking at the entire picture. Another really important one, definitely, thou shalt not ignore costs and fees. Make sure you've got a lot of focus on value. So important to do so. All right, one more for you, Carrie. Uh, so far, I think we can follow these financial commandments. They've been pretty good. Uh, shouldn't be too tough to follow. Uh, let's go into this last one. It's got a little subjectivity involved in it, maybe, perhaps. Thou shalt not overlook the importance of rebalancing and diversifying. Yes, diversifying. I mean, investors hear this word over and over again. Some people maybe still don't really know what it means to be properly diversified. But study after study has shown that over 90% of a portfolio's return comes from proper diversification and asset allocation, not, you know, market timing and stock selection and those other factors. And so we always want to look at um, the different asset categories. Are you properly diversified? But we also have to rebalance and we want to rebalance at least quarterly to make sure that everything is still on track. 
all really important. How hard do you think it is for the average person to follow these financial commandments? Just the average person that comes in to meet with you, how many of these have they checked off their list before meeting with you? You know, that's a good question. I think as investors, um, especially the ones that are close to retirement, I mean, we've all made some of those mistakes before. Um, You know, those are often hard lessons. Um, But usually by the time they come to our office and they're willing to work with a professional, um, they are much more likely to listen to our advice, to listen to these commandments and to stay, stay the course. Well, that's good to know. So if whether they're following some of these commandments or not, you're going to make sure they're on board with them once they get working with you and, and get them on the right track. And uh, you're probably going to have a pretty good solid financial plan in place if you follow all of these different elements. Uh, if you need help with anything that we've talked about so far on the show today, whether it be analyzing your costs and fees or uh, diversifying, rebalancing, those kinds of things, don't ever hesitate to reach out to carry for assistance and help. You can do that by dialing 870-275-4304. 870-275-4304 or go to QureshiLaw.com and we'll put links and contact info in the description of today's show to make things easy on you. Well, there you have it, the financial commandments, the five that are worth following, at least at least five. I'm sure we could continue to think of more good ones, but at least five. All right, time to uh, get to know Carrie a little bit better on today's show. It's getting to know you time. Well, to get to know Carrie today, my question is, what's a habit that some people have that drives you crazy, Carrie? Ooh. <laughs> so you're, you're wanting to know one of my pet peeves, huh, yeah, I guess a pet peeve, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably something that drives me crazy is people that are trying to finish your sentence for you and that oh, they'll, okay. they'll talk over you and, and and try to finish the sentence and and usually it's it's not where I was going <laughs> with that with that <laughs> point um but yeah I would say that's probably one of the things that bothers me that's a pretty good one now I'm gonna be really self-conscious of that the rest of the show though <laughs> oh no no it's not you it's not you yeah what about you what kind of what habit do you have anything mine is uh like cell phones when people are on their cell phone while we're trying to have a conversation and they're like sit, sitting on a phone. That that drives me bonkers. Like when we're trying trying to have a good conversation back and forth. And I don't mean like we're in a big group watching TV and someone's checking their phone. Like whatever, it's the 21st century, I get that. But like if we're at dinner and having a good conversation back and forth and you're just constantly on, on your phone or checking your phone, it's kind of like, hello, like why did why'd we even come? Yeah, so, that's a good one too. I agree that one with gets, that. That one gets me, yeah. I'm not going to not be friends with somebody over it, but I'm just saying that's that would be a pet peeve or... A little annoyance of mine is when that happens. Yeah, a so. little, little inconsiderate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even if, and I think I find it that it's often they don't even know they're doing it, right? Like it's not like they're trying to be inconsiderate. It's just they're in the, the flow of doing that. And it's, you have to make that sort of conscious decision to say, I'm not going to pull out my phone and I'm going to focus on you and have this conversation with you. So I think that's important. That's mine. Yeah, we all have, we, we could probably do a whole show on our annoyances. <laughs> sure. Probably, yeah. That's part, part, of, part of the fun of life is talking about the things and people that get on your nerves and uh, venting about them. Uh, but we'll stop there. More coming up on today's show. In fact, now we're going to answer one of your questions. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So our mailbag question this week comes to us from David in Germantown. David says, my father-in-law recently passed away and left us some money we weren't expecting. We don't need it and want to give it to our son who could really use it. But I'm really nervous that he's just going to blow it all on a Camaro and that'll be the end of it. 
Do you have any suggestions for how to handle this situation? Yeah, I mean, we we actually run into you know this type of question uh, quite frequently, um, and I would say it really it depends on a couple of factors, right? It depends on you know what is the amount of money, um, and then it also depends on your son's age um, and financial maturity. And you've already said you know that he may blow it, right? He may blow it on a car or something. And so my recommendation would be if you want him to have the money and to use some of it now, pay things directly to, you know, whatever he needs it for. So if he's still in college, you know, pay it for his college tuition directly to the educational institute, not to your son in his checking account. Um, So that way he doesn't have control over it. If it's a significant amount, you know, you may want to look into putting it into a type of trust to where, you know, somebody else would be the trustee and would be able to take the money out for proper expenses, um, you know, his health care, his education, you know, basic living uh, expenses, uh, but not where he could really, you know, blow it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. You get questions like this all the time, I'm guessing, when you're working with people on their estate plans and trying to figure out how to protect certain monies and and that sort of thing. Right. That's a big area. Um, And actually, you know, my first paralegal, when she came to work for me, she had a great story. um, And one of the things that had happened, um, she had... I think some neighbors. And unfortunately, mom and dad both passed in a car accident and they had twin boys. And the twin boys were, I think they were like 17, 18 years old. And they came into a large inheritance and they did not have, you know, the parents did not have a trust set up for these boys. And my paralegal and her husband, they were part of the Camaro Club in town. And she said it was not. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a they, thing. They are. They go out on drive together and they'll go on like an hour drive, you know, and oh, eat lunch funny. somewhere and all these Camaros. And it's super, super cool. But she said it was maybe 30, 60 days later after the parents had passed. Guess who shows up in their new Camaros? Both Uh-oh. of the boys. And, and she said like they went through their inheritance money like nobody's business. And so that's always one of the stories, you know, I use, you know, sometimes in client meetings to illustrate, you know, look, you know, we need our children to be mature and be able to manage money. And if they're not, we need to put it into a trust or some kind of mechanism to protect it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That is, uh, that is really uh, an amazing story and uh, an unfortunate one in many different ways. Really good question, David. And uh, here's the good news. You're, you're thinking about this ahead of time so you can make good plans going forward. So that's really good news is that you're staying ahead of things. If somebody has questions about anything we've talked about today, Carrie, what's a great way? Some of this can be overwhelming, right? When we talk about financial planning and estate planning and all these different things, we don't want people to feel overwhelmed just to get started down the right path. So what's a great way for people to maybe dip that toe in the water of learning about some of this stuff a little bit more? Well, I think if they're, like you said, just interested in learning more without feeling overwhelmed, um, I have put in a lot of this information in one of my new books called Smart Simple Wealth, How to Get It, Keep It, and Pass It On. And that's really the starting point um, is to go to our website at CoratiLaw.com, request that free book. And if things that you read, if it makes sense, then reach out to us um, and schedule a consultation um, so that we can talk about it further. But you can go to our website, www.CoratiLaw.com, or you can also give us a call at 870-275-4304 to get the book Smart Simple Wealth. Very cool. Again, it's Smart Simple Wealth. We'll put a link in the description of today's show in the show notes section where you can go to get that book, and it's a really good starting point for you as well. Uh, 870-275-4304, the number to call, or CoratiLaw.com, or just check that show notes section of today's show, and we'll link right to it so it's easy for you. 
great book, very easy read, great resources talked about in there. And uh, you talk about a great starting point. That's where you want to begin. So pick up Smart Simple Wealth as your starting point for learning about how to integrate your financial, legal, and life planning. Uh, Carrie, thank you so much for your help and guidance on the show today. Really enjoyed the conversation, and uh, we'll look forward to another show with you next month. Yep, great to talk to you, Walter. All right, that's Carrie Carashi. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on Smart Simple Wealth. Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.